0: Hello, Strangers, and mm-hmm. welcome to the Strange Horizons Podcast for June 23rd, 2014. Mm-hmm. I'm your host and fearless leader, NALA. This week is the Poetry Podcast for June. That means that there are four poems appearing in this podcast, where you can go leave comments to enter our commenting contest. If you're not familiar with this because you only listen to the Poetry Podcast and we haven't talked about it except on the Fiction podcast, We are running a special contest this month where you have the opportunity to win an audiobook version of John Joseph Adams and Hugh Howey's The End is Nigh. That is the first short story anthology of their apocalypse triptych, and it's quite good. The way you enter is by leaving a quality comment on any of the stories or poems we publish from the beginning of June all the way through July 9th. Each comment will get you entered into a raffle, and I will draw somebody from there and award them with their audio book. But wait, there's another way to win. Since contests are always more fun when more people play, the person who does the best job of publicizing and announcing and spreading the word about this contest out there in the world, as determined completely unscientifically by me, will also be awarded with a audio version of The End is Nine. Now, let's talk about the content for this week's podcast. First off, we have Straw-Fitted Elephants, written by Salik Shaw and read by Angel Haney-Gullis. Salik likes to read, write, and film when he isn't designing or developing creative projects for the screen. His website is salikshaw.com, and he is on Twitter at twitter.com slash that's followed by In Monsters, written by Zella Christensen and read by Chiro Faenza. Zella is mostly from Wisconsin, but these days she studies creative writing at George Mason University in Virginia. It is the goal of hers to fold a thousand paper cranes, but she keeps losing count. After that, we have Hierarch, written by Laura W. Allen and read by Julia Rios. Laura, formerly Laura F. Walton, is alternately a writer, visual artist, and instructor currently living in Seattle. She has taught for the writers Garrett of Dallas, McLennan Community College, and others. Her work has been published in regional and national journals. Her website is www.laurawaltonallen.com. Finally, we'll have two children, written in red, By Tendai Rhinos Manaka. Tendai has published over 200 short stories, essays, memoirs, poems, and visual art productions in over 100 magazines, journals, and anthologies, and has twice been nominated for the Pushcart Prize. His books include the political poetry collection Voices from Exile, Keys in the River, a novel of linked short stories, and Zimbabwe, the Blame Game. A creative nonfiction cycle published by Langa RPCIG in 2013. His website is www.facebook.com/tendai.manaka. Now, settle in.
1: Let's begin. Straw-Fitted Elephants by Shalik Shah Occasionally, a mirror reflects, out of boredom, a dreamy face, two eyes glittering with life, and a paper-creased forehead, as I flip, zoom, turn, and pinch, and shift my attention from the gorilla screen to five straw-fitted elephants riding an Indian saucer, Honking a wind chime with their baby trunks. Twenty-five centuries of space and time trapped inside a library of a gold-teethed memory chip. Isn't it amazing? A time machine made out of zeros and ones entirely. Our existence has reduced to binary digits, to be summoned by strangers at their will, awakened by man's memory. His loneliness... AND HER CURIOSITY. IN CELLAR'S MONSTERS BY ZELLA CHRISTENSEN You come to me with your hands full of severed hearts, heels tapping the white linoleum floor, and lay them on the counter. Wipe your fingers on your dress. So many hearts I can't tell which are yours and which you've only borrowed. I thank you anyway. Drop them in the blender, mix, open the chute once used for laundry, pour them in. Below we hear the slow sound of large things rising, chains skimming concrete, low breath, lapping tongues. You listen, you watch the chute drip red.
0: Hierarch by Laura W. Allen Under the curriculum of billion-year light, I set them tasks. They talk about this and that and think things and imagine time as horizontal flow, with their lives as cross-cuts. Wrong, as usual. They move from here to there in their leaky boats with their leaky brains and their oh-so-precious thoughts of specialness. Do I sound bitter? I'm sorry. That old disdain like a morning suit or a coronet, is removable and crafted only for display. It's not really a part of me. This dumb show, though, of gripes and grudges and grand passions. Well, that's just their function, while I, the Overloop, am finely designed and free to run silently, eon after eon. They crown me with prayers and programs, and I love them. The simple facts of the matter stand. I have no
1: choice at all.
2: Two Children by Tendai Rhinos Mwanaka. I've stayed with a lot of people over the years at our place, and some day I was going through old stuff pictures, letters, notes, and I see a photo I don't know where in the picture, and who left it? It stands there in my hands like an accused thing. An outcast or a sacrifice to the unknown spirit, I stay at it and still it doesn't bear any resemblance to anyone, to any of the people we have shared the place with me. But it must have been left by any one of the ten or so people or families I have stayed with. It is the shadow I have always thought is in the rooms. And a prophet and countless medium spirits said there were two children in the rooms. I could see the two children and the rest of the photo seemed spoiled with dirty smudge, more places, and dusty. There's the rich girl, she's unhappy, and I mean to ask her why, but I can't ask her I don't know how to talk to spiritual beings. She's turned under a white dress with spaghetti stripes. It's obvious she's bored with her richness. And then there's a poor boy. Guilty. Doubt. Yet it is a face that echoes that of a poor child. The two children gaze on the cameras for keyboard because they have no idea what melancholy is. And the rest of the photo seems spoiled. I've been staring at the spoiled species for some time now. And then I start seeing forms emerging. I am seeing a baby, I look again, and yes, there's a baby, like images on a dirty window, a dust window pen. Like two children's prints as if the baby was delivering priestly blessings. But I know this isn't a pure baby, a pure spirit, that I'm seeing. I realize in my poem's title I should have included this baby, this child who sees, who knows, an imp, a little demon. Are they the same, a mischievous child? This is the baby that has blanketed me with shadows I didn't know. The baby's arms point to places in the sky where stars should have been. His face stands straight up like he's trying to give the wind something to dry its hands on. This is the baby we had turned into the arms of a mother and sleep in this house.
0: Welcome back. I don't know what the weather is like for you where you are, but as I've been putting this podcast together, thunderstorms have rolled in, and there's gentle thunder in the background as the rain falls, and it's the perfect backdrop for working with these poems. What's going on as you listen to them, and what thoughts have they prompted for you? Go to the website and leave a comment, either on the poems themselves or on the podcast, and let us know. And also get your entry for our contest. While you're there, you can check out the rest of this week's content, which includes two articles. One, Endings Are Never Completely Endings, An Interview with Francis Hardinge by Tom Pollack. And Breaking Rules and Broken Rulers, the novels of Francis Hardinge, by Francis Hardinge, Farrah Mendelson, Virginia Preston, and Neil Harrison. One last note before you go. Strange Horizons is an entirely volunteer organization supported by donations from our fans and community. If you would like to support us, check out the donate link on our website. That's all for this week. Until next time, stay streamed.